Thanks for joining us for our podcast, Putting It Together. My name is Christina Clayton, one of the co-directors of the Northwest Mental Health Technology Transfer Center. We are part of a national network to disseminate and implement evidence-based practices for mental health into the field. We are coming to you from Seattle, Washington, and our Northwest region covers Alaska, Washington, Oregon, and Idaho. However, in this virtual world, we have connected with people from all over, and we are very grateful to connect with you today. One of our goals is to provide free training and technical assistance in mental health topics. And now we are offering a podcast because we were told there weren't many podcasts out these days. Just kidding. But truly, we hope you hear some useful information and or inspiration that helps you put it together when working in this challenging and amazing field we call mental health. You can find out more about us, including our live event calendar, free online courses, resource library, and newsletter sign up by visiting our website at mhttcnetwork.org backslash Northwest. Ashley Stewart, PhD, MSW, LSW, received her PhD from the Ohio State University College of Social Work and her master's at Columbia University. Dr. Stewart is a race equity subject matter expert, trainer, and curriculum developer specialist at C4 Innovations. In this role, she has provided technical assistance, training, and organizational support to national organizations, boards of directors, and behavioral health organizations on implementing anti-racist practices. She uses an equity-centered approach to ensure that diversity and inclusion efforts move forward and reduce harm to people marginalized by systems. Her work includes assessing the intersections of identity, structural oppression, wellness, and policy, in addition to the advanced study of consequences and causes of identity-based oppression. Dr. Stewart supports implementing anti-oppressive practices in organizational, structural, programmatic, and interpersonal interventions. I am very glad to be here with you today because this is just fantastic. We are talking about equity in action, and I'm so grateful for that phrasing. And it's so crucial that we talk about this, not just interpersonally, but what, what does that look like in a bigger way? So when you think about this topic, why did you choose that phrase? Yeah, thank you for that question. You know, I'm sure that many of us have had lots of conversations about equity, diversity, inclusion, micro We're, we've been talking about it. And I really feel like people are in a space where they want to know what they can do. And action happens in a lot of ways. A lot of times equity is seen as like something specific, but it's really about a sincere culture change. And so we want to talk about what does it look like? What does the sustainability look like? How do we move change forward? And what are the next steps for people who are really meaningfully invested in change work? So providing a little bit of support in that action space for folk. That's great because I think it is, it's always a challenge. I think for me anyway, and other folks I've spoken with, you want to work on yourself. You want to work on your immediate community and also see that something is happening. And so I I really love that you're talking at, at so many levels on how we can make change. We have heard all the different things that you are fantastic doing out in this world. How did you get to this position? How did you, you know, what path or journey or key moment kind of led you to doing this equity work on so many levels with so many people in such a broad and meaningful way? Even in my original research and scholarship, I was so interested and intrigued by what role the environment 
played. You know, I'm a mental health provider. And when working with folks, there was so much of the trauma. There was so much of the experiences that people were having that was connected to systemic structural societal issues. It was connected to the institutions they were working for. It was connected to the places and spaces that they were occupying and the way they were interacting with other people. And so in supporting individuals who were coping with and processing this information, I also wanted to be able to do something to change the institutions and change the organizations to stop perpetuating that harm onto people. And that's really how I got into this work. This is you know, what pushes me, what, what I'm passionate about, what I've been studying and my research for many, many years. And it all comes around to the baseline of wellness, of helping people not have to continuously cope with injustices, but starting to address the uh, injustices so that they can stop. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I'm so grateful that you're here again today. What would you say because you've done this work for a long time, you've been moved by what you've seen in the field and want to do more. This may be an impossible question, but what would you say is the most common challenge or couple of challenges that people face in trying to do this very thing that you're saying, putting equity into action? I think equity tends to be treated as an additive. It's treated as something we can do in a five-point plan. It's something that this group of individuals can do, and it's not seen as a whole person, whole culture shift, which is really what it comes down to. Equity is about examining the critical gaps. And so some of the, the common challenges I see are people becoming discouraged, people becoming fatigued with the process, not acknowledging that these issues are not new issues. And so our response to it has to be consistent and as diligent. And also that it's, it, it's something that's going to evoke a sense of change that's going to make us uncomfortable because it's not like a two-step process or a, a one-year plan. It is about really shifting the dynamic. And most people are apprehensive to that type of change. Well, I think that's true. And I think that when so many of us post the beginning of the pandemic, George Floyd's murder, everyone, I think, took an even harder look. I think many people anyway, and many organizations thought about, we need to do something more. And yet I know probably another challenge is, as you were mentioning, not to have it be just a committee that you have, and it doesn't really infuse everything about what you're trying to do, or we as people also having to grow and change, which is painful at times, right? So I think I'm just so inspired when I hear people are so passionate about this work. It keeps me going. So I really appreciate it. And then <laughs> I will end with what inspires you? And in thinking about other folks that we've had um, as guests, what is giving you hope right now? What inspires you to keep going given that it's not ending and it hasn't ended? And I don't know when all this stuff will really, really change, but what inspires you at this point? I'm inspired by that. I think when we talk about inspiration, sometimes it's depicted as something that I see that's like some glimmer in the in the far distance. But what, what inspires me is the reality of the urgency of it. I'm inspired by the fact that it has to happen, that it's not um, optional, that people are being harmed. And I feel that urgency in my body each and every day. And that inspires me. That motivates me to do the work. I also stay inspired because through the work that I have the opportunity to do, through the students who I'm able to encourage to think about their work differently, through the professionals who I'm able to support in developing the skills to be able to address this, I am seeing opportunities among like my colleagues who are doing similar work, change happening in, in different ways. 
you know, a lot of times folks will ask, do I think equity is achievable? And, you know, I think that equity is something we will continue to strive to. I think that we are seeing achievements in small ways continuously, pushing for urgent, more drastic change uh, around equity. And I think that the idea that equity is like an ending spot is something that we really want to push forward in and seeing as continuously growing because as our society changes, as the needs of people change, and as we continue to uncover the ways that we've been inequitable, we will continue to want to strive towards being even more equitable each and every day. So yes, I think it's uh, achievable, but I also don't see it as like an end goal. And I'm inspired by that, the opportunity to continue to heal and address and confront and create more equitable opportunities for people. So that, that really inspires me, the work of it. Thank you so much. This has been great to talk with you. I think thinking about how we can put together an approach as you described, living up to the words and actually doing the action as you ne- described to really necessarily strive for equity. So I appreciate the time and appreciate your conversation. You can find resources related to the episode in our show notes. So be sure to check those out. Learn more about us by visiting our website at mhttcnetwork.org backslash Northwest. You can also follow us on social media at NWMHTTC. This broadcast is brought to you by the Northwest MHTTC, which is funded by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or SAMHSA. However, the content does not necessarily reflect the views of SAMHSA. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to connecting with you again so we can keep putting it together. Take care.